Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Show Up Fully. This is a podcast that shares what it's like to show up for your real life, the magic and the hot mess, plus actionable tips and journal prompts for you. There's short podcast snacks and full-length interviews with creatives and entrepreneurs about how they show up in their lives. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist and content creation coach. You can find me, Chef Carla Contreras, across all social platforms and more information in today's show notes. Tammy, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for our yearly chat. Can you introduce yourself and how you serve the world if anyone hasn't listened to the previous episode that you were on? Oh my gosh, of course. And thank you so much. Yeah, I love this. It'll hopefully become our annual uh, chat. And I am Tammy Falds. I'm in Toronto, Canada, and I am a grief coach and death doula. Thanks, Tammy. I would love to get right into this. Mm -hmm. How do you define creativity? And I'm going to put in parentheses grief because you are a grief coach. And I, I just feel like we have so much richness to discuss in terms of creativity and grief. Yes. Yeah. Well, grief, I'll start with that, is the definition I use is from the Grief Recovery Institute which is that grief is the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. And with that definition, you can see how it encompasses way more than death, which is, you know, the big one that people associate with or diagnosis or divorce. You know, it can be intangible losses, which I think we talked about last time. I always give the example of the pandemic where we had immense loss in a very compressed time. And it was all those intangible losses, like the loss of freedom, community, routine, safety, all those things that just sort of like little rocks that we put into our emotional backpacks that we don't know what to do with. Like, I don't know, I've, I've had this loss of routine. I used to go to the gym every day, but now I don't know what, but it just feels weird. I'm just going to put that in my backpack. And then those are cumulative and they They really do pile on each other, which then leads to that heavy feeling of grief. And we've all experienced grief in our life. And I say that because you can't get through life without loss. You know, we're taught how to get everything in the world, how to get the job, get the partner, get the home, but not what to do when we lose those things. So again, those are the more tangible than the intangible things that, yeah, are just kind of indescribable to some people. And then for the creativity, you know, I define that, and I love that question because I used to think, oh, I'm not really a creative. I always envision creatives as being, you know, artists and musicians and that sort of thing. But I really do just see it as a curiosity and finding a new way to do things because it's ultimately creating. And then with that lens, so kind of like how the grief definition helped me to define it differently, knowing that we're just creating and we're always doing that. And it's, a new way to do things. It's actually how I've approached my business. I'm trying to, you know, shift the narrative on grief and death. Because again, we can't get through these things in life without experiencing them. And death is the one thing guaranteed hundred percent that we're all going to do one time, but how can we get creative about how we approach it? And you're so creative when it comes to that. Like I love receiving your newsletter and I'm like, Oh, 
this is an awesome offer, or this is an incredible way to celebrate life. Like you, Mm -hmm. especially in the last couple of months, I'm in awe of the creativity that's coming through. Oh, thank you. Actually been a really rich, robust, creative time for me that came from grief. (laughs) So that's why I love that we're going to be having this chat today about the link of the two. Because of of a shift and a pivot I had to do in my business, I was, you know, I hate to say, but like forced to be creative. And with that, that's why I've, I've launched some new products and services, one being a celebration of life service, again, kind of, you know, spinning the traditional funeral, because just like, you know, weddings have shifted over the years, I can really do your own kind of custom, whatever you want for your wedding. There's a demand for the same thing in funerals, which again, kind of born from that pandemic when we couldn't gather in community together. People were forced to get creative and think of new ways to have these rituals around this transition. And with my business, that's why I launched that because I really want to help change that experience and really make it a way that honors our loved ones. And so that when you go to this, you feel connected to them and not just like you're you know, having more crustless sandwiches in a, <laughs> in a wood paneled room, you know, somewhere. And, and then similarly, I launched brief gift boxes as sort of like a thought about aftercare. So something has happened and again, it doesn't have to just be death. It could be the loss of a job or a breakup or a pet loss. And instead of just defaulting to flowers or, you know, showing up with the casserole or lasagna, how can we connect in a way that really, again, honors the person and what they're going through. And these boxes, I've partnered with a woman here in Toronto, and we've really curated them so that they're very thoughtful. They engage all the senses and they're all about self-care, you know, so you can self-soothe. And and with that, I also provide a grief workbook and I've curated playlists because I love music. And so I've got these, you know, all these different ways that you can kind of approach grief, knowing that it is a full contact emotion and it deserves your, you know, attention and engaging all those senses helps us to move the grief. Oh, it's really interesting how you said that it's a full contact emotion. So I want people to (laughs) just pause and soak that in that grief, you know, And we've been on this journey together, Tammy, for the last, what, year? Mm -hmm. I had no idea how much attention it deserves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're so taught. I mean, not all of us, but I think the majority of us are taught that grief is just something we don't understand. And therefore, I jokingly say we shove it in the sub-basement of our souls. Like, I don't want to see you, touch you, feel you. I don't want to deal with you. So I'm going to shove you down soldier on, toughen up, be strong, don't cry, don't feel bad, all these things that we're taught that really just ignore it. And like any other emotion, grief just wants to be seen and heard and acknowledged and know that it matters, you know? And that's why I love the, you know, the movie and there's a number two coming out of Inside Out where they really honor sadness. You know, obviously joy is the one we want to feel and experience and really elevate and celebrate. But, oh, my gosh, the gifts that, you know, as they depicted sadness in the film, but, yeah, grief that can, you know, give us if we're courageous and brave enough to goldmine those shadows. And 
it's full contact because it does affect you on, on many levels. It's not just an emotional experience. You know, it's, it's physical. We were chatting earlier and I was chatting with a friend earlier this week about how we're just more prone to accidents and illnesses because of our, you know, foggy brain, (laughs) you know, we're just kind of in this bumbling sort of state where we're not quite able to function as we normally would. So knowing just even that, that we're just not, you know, I'm just thinking like that full contact, it really is like, cause you're, you're hitting, walking into tables that it may be in your home for 20 years. Or like my friend was saying, she got a, a new car and then immediately drove it into the parking lot, you know, wall at her building. And yeah, could really only attribute it to the fact that she's been through some big, you know, experiences and just her brain isn't functioning the same. Yeah, it's really interesting. And we've talked about this before we hopped on the podcast. And I'm curious to research more about the grief brain. At least that's what I'm going to label it. But um, Mm -hmm. I would love to know, and I want to like label this through grief or through the lens of grief, because when I ask, how do you nourish your creativity? You said that this year there were moments of grief that you went through in order to come into this period of creativity. So, and I know that you also live in a beautiful space right on Lake Ontario. So I'm curious if that also is part of nourishing your creativity. Mm -hmm. A million percent. (laughs) It's, it's, when I first moved here, Carla, oh my gosh, it was like my shoulders dropped. I am a cancer, right? So I'm a crab. I am most nourished by the water. So being able to, you know, walk and be at the lake in two minutes is absolutely the way I nurture and nourish myself. And A, in my, in my business, when I have some heavier conversations with clients, I go to the lake and I just energetically dump everything in the lake because I know mother nature loves to compost and recycle. And I'm like, you can take this, you know, and when I think about creativity, mother nature, you know, is the master creator constantly in those cycles of creation. And that's why I'm continually inspired by nature and if I'm, you know, sick, I make sure I look out the window. When I lived in a basement apartment before, I remember just feeling as I didn't have windows, how much that affected me on, again, like a few different levels, like emotionally and spiritually. And being in nature just allows me to respond to the natural cycles, to just see how those patterns in nature and, and use those as inspiration in my own business, as well as when I go for walks. Um, Sometimes throwing on like, you know, like a podcast and just hearing what others are doing and and being inspired by them. So giving myself the time, though, like literally blocking out in my calendar, creative time. And that's all I label it is this is my time. And if I want to go outside, if I want to go have a nap, (laughs) you know, because often I'll I'll have a refreshing nap and then get up and be really inspired and, and creative after that time. Journaling, huge fan of journaling, meditations, any of those ways just to connect to myself is how I connect to my creativity, which is, yeah, often through nature. Yeah. And you had, did you have a retreat? I feel like you had a retreat or a program where you had the interweaving of grief and nature. 
Mm, yeah, biophilia. I'm yeah, still working on that, but I am working uh, on a <laughs> on a retreat. It's funny you mentioned that in Costa Rica, perhaps in April. Yeah, Ooh. to again just really commune, you know, deep in nature and just being out of our regular element. Um, so stay tuned <laughs> for that. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I would like to talk about creative blocks mm-hmm. and creative blocks in terms of grief as well. And I did share this with you and I will share this with the podcast listeners that personally I had a loss in my family literally the other day. And we talked about this before we hopped on the podcast that I also had a creative project do mm, <laughs> yesterday. Yes. And how do you move through I don't know, the creative process, getting things done when there are moments of grief, whether they're, and we talked about those giant rocks or the Mm -hmm. small pebbles. I feel like we've chatted about this, that there's really, you know, there's big grief and there's little grief. And how do people move through that? Yeah. And I love the question because I think, again, we just so often equate grief with death. So it's like, well, you know, when something does happen like that, you have that loss in your family, you immediately know, and you can label that very easily. Like, okay, I feel this, it's grief, I know it. But I really want to shine a light also on, again, those little, so we're kind of just jokingly called them pebbles, right? That, and everyone's had that moment where you have a pebble in your shoe and you're like, ah, I'm not going to bother taking it. I'm just going to keep walking. And then it becomes a blister, which then, you know, just kind of festers and becomes something bigger. And when we were talking about pebbles, you know, as entrepreneurs being things like launching something new and not having a single sale from it, or, you know, someone unsubscribes and you're like, okay, well, I know logically it's like, okay, well, they weren't meant for me and I'll make space for someone new, but it still impacts you. You know, I always think of the head and the heart. So these things we can logically think through, but it, it, it feels difficult, right? So things I know for me feeling as a a solopreneur, very alone and isolated, which is why I've also purposely partnered with those women for the celebration of life in the grief boxes. So I can have some collaborative energy, but even when, you know, I put out (laughs) good old Instagram algorithms, right? I put so much time and energy into a reel and then crickets, you know, it's like, Oh, like that kind of, so it's these little, like you're saying these little G griefs, that I want to help people understand a little bit more. So again, those intangible losses are just as impactful, right? Because like I said, that pebbles in your shoe over time, you know, and again, if you get more unsubscribes or more, you know, unsuccessful launches, those all add up and can be just as heavy as a bigger G grief in your life. And for you, you know, I'm not sure, I'm sure you can talk to what you actually did, but Naming it is always the first thing for me. So again, it's a little bit easier when there's a death because we definitely associate grief with that. But also knowing these other little ones are just as impactful. And even things like ambiguous loss, which is a term coined by Dr. Pauline Boss in the 70s, but the definition of it being that a loss that is never fully resolved or there's no concrete ending to it. And these often leave us feeling helpless, confused, you know, stressed, anxious, Because we're grieving what was or what might have been. So we're kind of caught in that messy middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as you, you know, a lot of us 
talk about that in entrepreneurship. Like I've, I know I've had those where I'm longing for the days of like, oh, I remember when things were just smooth and flowing and everything felt good. And then, oh, I lost this, you know, partnership or like the, the event didn't go well or whatever it is. And then you're, you're grieving. Well, oh, man, if that had just gone off the way I thought it was going to, oh, what could have been possible? You know, the opportunities that were there. So even with those, right, we wanted to move them it's naming it. And that's why I wanted to give some frame around that about intangible losses and ambiguous loss. Because often if we have a definition, we're like, oh, okay. Like that's when I found Brene Brown. I was like, oh my gosh, she's putting language around all the things I'm feeling. Whew. You know, so I could relax a bit. So labeling it and then acknowledging and accepting that it's here and it's present. Grief doesn't have a timeline. Grief doesn't care if you're in the grocery store and you hear a song and it just triggers you and you become a puddle, you know, the holiday dinner, whatever it is, it can show up whenever it wants. So we just need to, again, honor it, be like, hello, you're back, welcome back. And I'm going to acknowledge and accept that you're here, but I need right now to focus, get this project done. And um, again, you can speak to your own experience of that, but I'm going to focus here, get through it. And then I'll, you know, literally make some time for it afterwards to grieve. Yeah. And because I've worked with you, I will share that I did my project and then I sat and we've chatted about this before the podcast. I sat with my Christmas tree and I put on a timer for five minutes and I sat there and I fully cried for five full minutes. And I allowed myself to experience and to feel that deep grief. Mm-hmm. And it felt great afterwards. Yeah. Tears are healing. They get a bad rap. But they're so healing. And they are the physiological response. It's how your body's releasing that emotion. And again, I'll just throw my definition of, I mean, I'm not the only one who defines it this way, but emotions are energy in motion. So if we can give them permission to move, whew, yeah, right? Who doesn't love a good cry? Even when I did those playlists for the grief boxes, you know, there's purposely songs in there to help move the emotion. And it's such a gift to be able to have that permission to have the energy in motion, to have Mm -hmm. that, you know, time and space. I feel like before working with you, I don't know that I would have done that, Tammy. I don't Mm -hmm. know that I would have gave myself the space in order to feel the emotions. And I think that this is the really special thing about, about the grief recovery method and working with you is that mm-hmm. I allowed that emotion to move through. Yeah, because we're just taught to stuff it down, you know. And I, I say too that the neck is the, the bottleneck of the body, right? You look at us, and often when you feel grief, it's in that heart space. And then when you want to express it, we get choked up, right? <gasps> you know, it's it's right there in our throats. But we're so again, our brains like no, 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 no. <laughs> Nope, you push that down and we literally will swallow hard, right? Like, and push it back down. But that's all, again, grief wants us to be seen and heard and know it matters. And sharing it in a space with someone that you trust who is going to hold your story with such care and compassion 
And knowing that we don't even need to say that's another myth out there is that, well, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And all I would say to that is be a heart with ears. Just listen. That's all you need because there's no perfect words. There's nothing you're going to say that's going to fix anything because, right, it's not that you're broken. We live with loss all the time. And probably it's one of the hardest, you know, the hardest work we'll do as human beings is learning how to live with loss. So the more we can talk about it, which is why I'm so appreciative and grateful to be back on here to talk about this topic because it's so important. And the more we can understand grief and just how it works, knowing it's unique and individual to each person, how you grieve might be vastly different than how I grieve, but understanding that and going, okay, here it is again. Yep. Here's how I can label it, move it through, acknowledge, accept, you know, and again, it's just so you can move forward. I know there's people talk about, you know, moving on and listen, grief's always going to be a part of us. And it's just learning just like any other emotion, right? They're always going to be in us. It's just learning how it works with you uniquely and how you can make it, you know, so that you can move forward. Yeah. And I think that that's an important note. Like I shared with you that I had a timer and you know, I needed to grab children and move Mm. in between my work schedule. And that's what worked for me. Mm -hmm. There's so many different ways to move through grief and to move through, I feel like through the creative process that innately creation is part of that. Like death is part of the creation process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's part of the cycle, right? You know, the death... (laughs) And this is actually, I was reminding myself, I'm just remembering this now as we're chatting, but when I was going through the past six months have been really difficult and reminding myself of where I was in that cycle of life. So I think of it as seasons, you know, so death being winter, which we're just moving into now, but it's that slowing down. It's that reflective time. And I was like, okay, this is where I am. And that gave birth to the spring, you know, where I was able to take the creativity I had and then birth those new, you know, sprouts of projects just last month. And then I'll come up, you know, around summer, which is where the height and hopefully things really, you know, start to get traction and take off. And then I'll go through that cycle again. And then I'm sure there'll be some loss. Like that's what I think of my lookout again at nature, the trees, you know, shedding their leaves in the fall and then going into winter and then back around again. So just knowing that, these cycles are happening all the time, daily, you know, we go to bed, it's dark, <laughs> you know, and, and then we wake up again and the sun rises and we go through that cycle. And again, more of like the yearly calendar with the seasons and that sort of thing. So just reminding yourselves that we're all a part of this and be so compassionate and generous with yourself, which, you know, if you're in that kind of fall winter stage where there is some loss in your life, and give yourself a lot of grace because again, not, not many of us were taught how to handle, you know, these tougher emotions, again, how to move them through. We just been taught to shove them down, and shut up and soldier on. So if you're here and listening to this virtual high five, because <laughs> um, that shows that you're curious, you know, which for me is always the seed of that creativity of like, huh, well, I wonder I wonder how grief does show up for me and how it may show up in different scenarios. Again, like if they're more intangible or if it is like a diagnosis or something like that. Yeah. And then just having conversations with, again, people that you trust who can hold the stories and, 
and not no judgment or anything around them, right? I think it's really important that you mention seasons because I do feel like I identify with this strongly that there are seasons to my creativity. There's seasons to even the work that I do as a creator. Mm-hmm. There's busier times. There's times when like it's literally on. And despite when maybe going on with other losses in my life, there's still creation. Yeah. Concentric circles. We can have multiple cycles happening at the same time. Yeah. And that's okay. And again, it's just learning about how to navigate that uniquely for you. And like, yeah, that's just going to show up differently for everyone. And uh, (laughs) I'm just laughing to myself because I'm like, I'm also working on, oh, it's going to be a little course or a blog or whatever it is, but about, I do have, and I can give you the show notes or for the show notes for that, the links to the, um, I have two blogs I did on the, on that cycle, along with a little graphics. You can kind of just follow yourself. You know, it's the hero's journey, right? Like everyone, not everyone, but I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that of, you know, you set out on the path. You know, the challenging thing happens, you're set out on the path, you meet the teacher, you, you know, learn all the things, you bring it back to the community and you start over again. But yeah, honoring that there can be multiple cycles happening at the same time. And again, just giving yourself a lot of grace and compassion for navigating those. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Tammy. How can we find you? How can we work with you? How can we support you? I am at innertravelcoaching.com. And I say that with like, yeah, because I'm actually shutting down my website. I'm getting a refresh. So I'll have just an under construction page up for a little bit. And so I'm not sure when this airs, but you might find it under construction page, but hopefully it won't be under construction for long. Um, but yeah, innertravelcoaching.com and then kind of inner travel coach or coaching on the socials as uh, where you find me most. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Carla. Thanks so much for tuning in to Show Up Fully. I am your host, Chef Carla Contreras. You can find me, Chef Carla Contreras, across all social platforms and more information in today's show notes. While you have your phone open, please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. This is how other people find this show. You could also send this as a text, an email, or post in your social feed. I really appreciate your support. Sending you and yours love. Bye.